Welcome to Awesome Awful. I'm Mike. And I'm Dan. This is the awesome aspects of Uncanny Valley. It's pretty fucking awesome, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so, we're just going to hop right into it. Uh, Mike, why don't you go ahead and take it away with what actually the Uncanny Valley is, so people don't, who don't know. Well, Uncanny Valley is the valley that is in a graph when... Yeah, basically like a graphical representation yeah, of... a graphical representation of how humans react yeah. to robots and how humanoid those robots look. And it was originally originally coined by Mashimiro Mori. I'm probably butchering that name. I think you nailed it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> in 1970, he wrote a s- essay about this phenomenon that he came across when he was studying robotics and how to make robots appear more human. Because let's be honest, robots are kind of creepy. Robots are very kind of creepy. Mm -hmm. Very kind of creepy. (laughs) (laughs) So he, as he made robots more appear more human-like, he realized that the people he was talking to and having them look and respond to this, he was pretty much doing like a... uh, a uh, experiment on these people to get their thoughts and feelings about robots and how they felt when they're looking at them. He realized that there was this steady rise of, oh, yeah, this is cute, this is nice, I like the way this looks, and then they drop off mm-hmm. as soon as they get too human. Yeah, so like the more realistic they get, the more creepy they get, right? So exactly. it's like it, it's kind of like a, a correlation. But the the weird part about this, like the uncanny valley, is these people that he, what was it, a survey, or was it like just like uh, him just talking to people and him, him, him just yeah, like kind of gathering? Yeah, he was just writing yeah. down these people's experiences. So basically, like, an uh, easy way to think about this graph is it goes, like, say, like, cuteness to right. realisticness, you know? So it's like, or acceptance of this being, uh, or what was a feeling of uneasiness or something yeah. like that, yeah. So it was like feeling of uneasiness on the on the left and then realis- realism going uh, scaling to the right. And right. the the closer it got to realism, the more uneasy people got. So where it got to a almost level of revulsion. Right, yeah, to where like, oh God, this is like horror movie shit. To where they looked at it and they yeah. thought, this thing is definitely not human. Right, and when I, when I dove deep into this, it was like Polar Express. Yeah. That was the one, everybody kept, Saying like Polar Express creeped people the fuck out because of how real it was. Glad you brought up Polar Express because that was one thing that I wanted to talk about too. Because it's not just robotics now that they're talking about. It. A lot of it is animation, mm. and one of the things that they kind of show that prove that this uncanny because it's not a proven theory. Because with most things that are psychologically based, you can't prove them one way or another. Right? Because because you're, you're everyone's yeah, different. It's hard to. It's hard to fucking, what do you call that, measure consciousness. Exactly. You can't yeah. really measure someone else's consciousness. You know? But one way that they've been able to actually do this is to show that um, it's things are, that this uncanny valley exists is in movie returns. Right. So there was this movie called Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Uh, from what I've heard, it's actually a really good movie. I haven't actually watched it because I'm not a huge Final Fantasy fan. Fucking nerd. But they spent <laughs> so much goddamn money on this to make the animations look human-like. 
and it fucking bombed at really? the box office. They lost like fifty million dollars on this movie because it just everyone was like, "Yeah, she's creepy." Mm-hmm. Like it creeped me out. Yeah. And then another thing was uh, the movie Shrek in two thousand two. They did a test uh, test. Oh uh, right, yeah, I on it. That. Yeah, and children were crying when they saw Fiona because she, she looked. Yeah, right? she looked too human like and. There's something in the human brain, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, that when it's too human-like, they, we are still able to tell that it's not human, and it gives us this feeling of unease and revulsion. Mm. So that's a basic rundown of what Uncanny Valley is, and what we want to do on this podcast is we want to take a look at the awesome aspects of it, but also the awful aspects of these different Types of thought experiments, uh, different things throughout life. There's two sides to every coin. Yeah. And, and, and this first one is that we're looking at is uh, Uncanny Valley. Yeah. And so one of the first things that came to mind when I thought of this, and we both kind of came to this separately, which I find really fascinating, is the evolutionary aspect of it. Mm, yeah. That us as a species of animal, have developed to a point in our lives that we're able to look at something and realize or know within our gut feeling that it's not the same species as us. Like, yeah. if, if it's too similar, we have to, like, whoa, get away from that, or it's going to give us an uneasy feeling. And I think that's probably one of the coolest things about evolution, that if this helps point towards the, of proving evolution, right, right. that... Like, we've developed so much that, like, hey, here's more evidence of evolution, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> that, like, hey, look, you know, we can look at yeah. something that is supposed to be humanoid in shape and movement and everything, and we can still go, yeah, homie, that's not human. Which, uh, I, it kind of, another awesome aspect of this evolutionary aspect of it is, is it helps reframe cultural norms. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, instead of being able to say, hey, uh, it's not right to be racist, you know? Or, hey, punish every racist. Well, what I think what's going on here is the fact that you get that same uneasy feeling when something that is not familiar to you comes into contact with you, right? you know? So it's like, hey, if you're isolated by all these other people who have the exact same beliefs as you, you know, like whatever these fucking, uh, those guys in Charleston with the fucking tiki torches. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, so like, it's like... Those echo chambers. Yeah, yeah. It's like you get echo chambers. Mean. Exactly. That's the best best way to uh, describe it is, is you're, you're, you're locked in an echo chamber. Yeah. And all of a sudden, something that challenges your, your ideology or your, your, your frame of reference of whatever the world you think is happens, they feel that have that same feeling of unease, mm-hmm. you know? And and instead of saying, "Oh fuck you, you're a, you're a bad person for for hating black people," you can you can reframe that with just the compassion of, "Hey, maybe they've never met a black person in their life." Yeah, you know, maybe have, they, you can have yeah. some compassion for that racist. I know it sounds terrible, yeah. but you can. <laughs> that, <laughs> you that's, know? Well, that's one thing that I, I love Martin Luther King, where he said we have to judge people not based on the con the color of their skin, but the content of their character. Mm-hmm. And through, I've always been. I love that line. Dude, oh, dude, it's, it gives me goosebumps right yeah. now. We're talking about it. Uh, but the only way to beat racism is through education. And the only way to overcome 
least ignorance is through education. Yeah. You have to be able to teach people. And you can't like well, And they have to be willing to learn too. Yeah. They can't just like be an ostrich and put their head in the sand or right, something. Yeah. Like yeah. But you can't like when people say, oh, how do you teach somebody not to be racist? And what I'm not saying By exposing them. Yeah, it's not just hey, you have to learn this in a book in a classroom, but right. it, no, it's life experience. Life experience you have yeah. to be able to be open to them. So you're not gonna just you have to be open to criticism for one. Yeah. You have to be open to be able to new experiences, to be able to go out into the world and actually see some things. Because Mark Twain has one of the greatest quotes of all time, that travel is the uh, cure for bigotry and hatred. Because mm. it opens uh, the like mind. That. Oh, ex- experience. Yeah. Experience is the cure for bigotry and hatred, hatred. Because the more experience you get, you realize that we're all just meat sacks on this floating rock through space and it's like there's no reason we're on a giant rock that is a spaceship yeah hurling <laughs> if you really want to get crazy yeah, you know, like, like, yeah. so like there's no need there's I mean, just to be full of hatred and mm-hmm. is, is it going to do anything no. it's, it's going to waste your life yeah but uh so that's one of the things that i really think is uh it's just fascinating and awesome about this uncanny valley is that we're able to look at somebody something and be like to know if that thing's human or not right to know and then we can like fight that feeling in ourselves to to learn more makes you wonder like does it switch on and off the uh parasympathetic system you know, like the fight or flight mode. Is that, is that what's making that feeling of unease? You know, the, the feeling that the, the, the hair raised on the back of your neck. You know, it's like, oh shit, I should probably get away from this thing because I don't know what the fuck it is. Or or it's like, that thing could be dangerous. I better get away from it or fight it. Right. You know, it's like, or, 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 you know, like if you, if you uh, want to look at it from a different perspective, even they're trying, their brain or our brain, because like we're we're not separate from this, is trying to frame this thing, this unknown thing, into something that's familiar to it. Right. You know, and it's like, oh, that kind of looks like a human, right? But it's not really one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, if it's not really a human, what is that capable of? And like, all this is happening subconsciously, and you just don't know what the fuck's going on. You're like, oh, I think thinking. Yeah. That's the only thing most people think about. But when you actually think about what you're looking at. And what is, is, is actually scaring you, quote-unquote, yeah. you know, it's, it's not the potentiality of danger. It's more so, I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the feeling, that it's the unknown is what's the scariest part of it, I right. think, in, in my opinion, obviously. You know, it's like, this is from, like, my hour of research I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing that I've been, like, thinking about, too, with this Uncanny Valley, because you know, I, I came across the term... I don't even remember. I've heard it throughout my lifetime. Because, right. I mean, and when you brought it up the other day, that was the first time I ever heard of it. Oh, damn. Well, really? like, I, I, I knew what it was. I was like, oh, remember those fucking dolls at, uh, yeah, grandma, at, at grandma's yeah. house? Yeah. Those things, I had nightmares about those things. Man. I oh. still have nightmares about those yeah, things. Those things were creepy. Those things is... were creepy as fuck, and I didn't ever knew why. Yeah. And, now, and then, then, like, you brought it up, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It makes a lot more sense now. You yeah, know? and that's yeah. one thing, like, so... <clears throat> Just for people was, who are listening, by the way, our grandma used to uh, make what were, were they porcelain dolls? Porcelain dolls. Yeah, and she's she knitted them. So yeah. they're actually pretty dope. Not they're, gonna lie, but my mom has two of them. Yeah. Sis gave her one, and then grandma gave her one. 
God damn it, they're creepy. They're as fuck. so <laughs> fucking creepy. <laughs> but fuck. Yeah. So like, that, who has a hobby like that? It's Golly. Like, yeah, like, all right, where are the bodies buried? Yeah. <laughs> Should we be digging around in the in the uh, Lakeland backyard? Yeah, you know? seriously. Uh, I mean, do we have to dredge the lake now? What's mm-hmm. going on here? How many souls have these dolls captured? <laughs> yeah, right. My brother actually has a funny story when he was living with her, uh, living with grandma. He uh, uh, came Dave? home. Yeah, Dave. He came home like he was sleeping in the doll room, oh, and fuck. he came home off of like, fifteen hits of acid, and he was just like, "Yeah, I walked in and started crying and screaming because their faces were melting and looking at me and blinking and." Everything like that. I, I swear was, to God, them motherfuckers blink it. Those yeah. things blink. Dude, I'm not even kidding. Like, oh. obviously, I was just a kid when I was there, but dude, yeah. I've seen that shit, man. Like, dude, yeah, it's. Obviously, you can't. Uh, it's like, oh, Dan's crazy. He saw a doll blink once. Motherfucker. I saw it. Like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, you, you hang out in that room for more than five minutes, yeah. you are. You are gonna leave there with a feeling of unease. Oh, yeah. I remember, <laughs> like we were staying there when I, when we were kids, yeah. and fucking we were going in there, and like she made us beds in there, like had an air mattress or some shit, and like we were sleeping, and I was just like, uh, I'd rather sleep on the hard ground out in the yep. living room mm-hmm. by the yeah. TV. Have the TV on. Fuck it. Yeah, like, distract me. We need light, mm-hmm. and we need to not be surrounded by dogs. So mm-hmm. we both went out, and we just. Hard floor with our blanket and pillow, watching TV, like being really close to one another, and we were just like, "Like this is fun, this is great, everything's like, we, fine." We, we, everything's like, Let's not worry about the thousands of dolls in the other room. <laughs> like, you close the door, right? Yeah, I close the door. Why is the door? Why is the door wide open? Why are they following us out here? Yeah. Uh, but it's something that I realized that in since then. Like, since that, because that's the only thing that I can look at something, like, that's when I was really creeped out. I've always been yeah. creeped out by dolls. But when it's animation, robots, anything else, like, I look at them and I just go, that's a robot. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't register uneasily for me right. that it's not human. Because I just look at it like, yeah, it, it's not uh, it's not human. Like, obviously. Like, you can look at a black sculpture, and I've never gone, like, damn, that person's standing really still. You know, it's just always been like, I can just look at it and go, yeah, I mean, it's a wax statue. I kind of want to take a hit of acid, and, or 15 hits of acid, whatever right. fucking they did. I mean, Don, saving the names of the changes. But uh, no, like, and just do, and just go to like the uh, really famous wax museum and just like, have a conversation with one of those dolls. Yeah, like, like, hey, Ronald Reagan, do you really think Reaganomics worked? And like, I just like hear a fucking like <laughs> somebody that's not me, like an economist, just like, hey, this is how Reaganomics. Blah blah blah. I was like, oh fuck, it like, really did work throughout yeah. the '90s. <laughs> so, yeah, Reagan, I never thought of it. So that way. HW was really just banging off your success. Holy shit! <laughs> you know, it's just like I'm having a like, conversation. Fine, Arnold. Like, yeah. God, get down to the bottom. There's a chopper in there. Fuck, get out of here! And he's just like, come with me if you want to live. And she's like, God, no, please, no. I always do the robots for me to take over. <laughs> Fucking T3. <Yeah. laughs> Dude, Terminator, though. Dude. Terminator, that fucking on the awesome ass, awesome aspect of this podcast, man. Yeah. It's like, Fucking Terminator was a badass movie. Dude, I almost watched it like... Bad aspect of robotics. Yeah. (laughs) Three o'clock in the morning last night. I was like, I couldn't fall asleep. And I was was like, 
They have Terminator 2 on here? Oh, it on like, Netflix? Uh, it's on Showtime. No and, shit. Yeah, being a student, you get free Showtime. Dude, it was like, all right. I fucking love Term- Judgment Day was better than, than the first Terminator. Uh, it's the best Terminator movie ever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, like, you can't really go. He's a, he's a famous director. What is it? James Cameron. Cameron, that's right, yeah. Couldn't fucking remember who did that. Like, that's his fucking claim to fame and also Avatar, right? Yeah. Did he do Avatar? He did Avatar. Yeah. But he, he just stole that, that from fucking. Um, Thinking, speaking of Uncanny Valley, yeah, <laughs> that's a crazy fucking thing, isn't it? Yeah, he's only doing Uncanny Valley shit, you know. I know it's fucking nuts. Well, except for Titanic, but I didn't realize he did Titanic too. But he only has a fucking. He just makes it. He just makes yeah. He's just fucking <laughs> throwing haymakers out there, man. <laughs> so as like, much oh, as I hate it, we'll Titanic. Social media. <laughs> I came across this TikTok. When they were talking about something, and it was Snoop Dogg, like, walking, like, this motherfucker don't miss. Like, he doesn't miss once. <laughs> I saw a meme about Snoop Dogg. It's like, this motherfucker already beat the game. He's doing the side missions. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much right. That's basically yeah, that's, Snoop Dogg. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's that's like, he a, already beat this game, yeah, man. It's that's like, a perfect yeah. definition. Yeah, that's what I'm doing in Zelda right now, is I'm just... Side, mission. side missions. And Bro, that's yeah. me with Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I, I haven't even touched the main mission yet. I'm already, like, so level 50. Fun. And I'm like, yeah. like I'm just going to murder these dragons when oh, I yeah. get to, like, when I start this final main quest, like, I'm just going to walk through it. Like, it's going to take me five minutes. But yeah, it's like, I'll beat this guy like I beat the fucking Phoenix. You know, like, okay. I don't yeah. want the game to end, though, so. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, man, so anyway, let's, so. uh, what... What was one of your other aspects? That you the other had for aspect us? of mine was uh, the inevitability of this, of, right. of uh, the inevitability of robotics, I should say. Right. Because the what I I kind of wanted to take the direction in a kind of like a uh, ninety degree angle, you know, like kind of throw the audience off is like, hey, what about the Uncanny Valley is awesome? It's like that's what I was like constantly. Like, I wasn't necessarily meditating on it, but I like, kind of had that I, idea always in my head, like from the very first time we started, started talking about this. It's like, what makes this awesome? You know, I'm like sitting there thinking, and then I, I, I watched that YouTube video of it. I'm like, holy shit. Robotics is fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, why are we creeped out by this? And I'm like, okay, well, where does this inevitably go? Right. You know, like, what is the logical conclusion of robotics? You know, it's like, either we have T3 or uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. T800s. Yeah, we either have that where they're against us, they're fighting, they're actively trying to eliminate us, right? Or we have Ex Machina. Well, I mean, that's not the only other option, but Ex Machina is basically, hey, these are our slaves, and then the slaves kill us and still take us over. But that, that spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but like I'm saying, like the the beginning of Ex Machina, like right. like these things are always going to be our slaves, and we're all and they're just going to be doing our manual labor. Same with like uh, Westworld. I've never seen it, but pr- uh, I've heard reviews and like, yeah, about the same kind of thing as Westworld, exactly. And I'm sitting here like, those aren't the only two things. It, 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 it can't, and like, I'm thinking here like, there's probably a happy medium, you know. And the happy medium is Elon Musk's fucking chip in our head. We're going to be bionic creatures. I think and, that's and the next evolutionary. Exactly, and and I think that's why we suck at talking on in the internet. That's why we. That's why the Twitter is a goddamn dumpster fire. It's because we're just, fucking infants just yelling across the digital frame. I would say it's not even sucking at talking at the, and on the internet. I would say we're just sucking at talking, period. Because people have... Some of us are. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Some people are. Yeah. And that they just have this 
innate ability to not get their point across mm-hmm. because the person you're talking to, there's all these different emotions and complex feelings you have for them. Mm-hmm. And then if that person's angry with you, and then you want to try to talk to them about this really thing that you're really passionate about, and then they're angry, but then you're upset because they're upset, and then you like your words get jumbled and you start stuttering and you start going over all these different things, and it's just... Uh, and you ended up just being frustrated. Right. And I think that's one thing that, like, what you're talking about is that we just have this problem of communication. And the communicating online, definitely, and that that perfect analogy of infants screaming at each other. That's all it is. Because, yeah, it just, it's just... It's like, oh, that motherfucker spelled something wrong, and now I'm just going to dunk on him for, for misspelling a word. And not even really caring about whatever the fuck my, my point is. Right. You know, it's like, it's the only only thing going on in our lizard brains when when we're speaking across the ether, right, um, uh, is I'm going to win. Yeah. I'm going to win this motherfucking conversation if it's the death of me. No matter if I already know I lost, ideologically-wise. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, fuck this guy. He spilled Antarctica wrong, or yeah. whatever the fuck you're arguing about, right? So it's like... Well, okay, I, I, I guess this is going to devolve into absolute nothing, and you're just going to be pissed, both sides are going to be pissed off, right. you know? Yeah. Or, or we can put the fucking chip in our head. We can fucking convey emotion, convey intent, convey our meaning of our of our conversation. We can convey this across the digital space. Why the fuck not, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, the other guy gets 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 what you're trying to say, and and whether he agrees with it or not. He can go, okay, I understand you. However, this is why I think you're wrong. Right. And then you guys can can, can bicker at that point. Right. But you're not going to be fucking calling each other names. You know, you're not going to be fucking doing playground antics at that point. You're going to be like, okay, you're going to be coming at the conversation from a genuine standpoint. From, from, you're going to in, go into the conversation with good faith. Right. You're going to go into the conversation like, hey, let's duke it out. So, like, quote, unquote, duke it out. But... In a, in a fucking human way. Yeah. In a way where we've been doing this for centuries, thousands of years even. But we can do it in the digital landscape if we can just are able to do all the other things, like the convey emotion, convey intent, convey body language. I mean, like, if you have all that, if you, it can happen over a, a digital space. It's just a matter of and if the technology uh, catches up to our biology, bio, biology. And, you know, when you were starting talking, like, it didn't, Realize, like, I thought we had four, uh, two separate points. We, we both thought, we both came up with the evolutionary one, which I thought was great. And then you were talking about how, like, it's going to change for robotics and then how that's going to be awesome. It's awesome that robot robotics are going to change and it's evolved into us being bionic creatures. And that brought, like, I didn't think that was going to tie in at all with my second one of the emotional aspect of Uncanny Valley, but it just did. Yeah. Like, as you were talking and explaining it to me, it just clicked how... I knew it would. Yeah. I didn't want to expose that yeah. before we started talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's something like 70% of all communication is unspoken. I heard it's like upwards of 90%. You, yeah, but like, yeah, all these, you talk, yeah, yeah, it's going to be yeah. 70 to 90% of communication is unspoken. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's body language, it's facial expressions, it's all these things. And... That's one thing that I kind of think it ties into that uncanny valley of why it, these robots, like looking at things that we know aren't human and we can tell that they aren't is because 
that's one of the things that actually was the uh, violation of expectations theory, Ooh. which Ooh. is yeah, they're cool. not, wait, we have these expectations of how people are going to react or how they're going to like whatever they're going to do to us. Like we have that just innate in us, like because through we're, we're uh, born, raised, and everything, so we have these expectations that have been told and taught to us, and we've experienced them throughout our lifetime. But then when we come across something that is a little wishy-washy, we're kind of like, ugh, like there's Let's something. Let's keep this thing at arms, yeah. at arms length. So, but that was my second thing was that this kind of proves that humans are emotional creatures, is because. Those robots and things like animations and movies and things aren't able to convey the emotions that we are expecting. And so even if people who are like, look, bro, I'm all about logic, details, facts on facts on facts on facts. Like, yeah, that's great. And like, I love facts and I love being a evidence-based conclusions are the only type of conclusions that need to be considered because we can't have... Uh, well, evidence-based theories. Let's go look at that. Because I think I, like, I can feel that I'm a billionaire. I feel like a million bucks right now, bro. Born in the U.S. of A., baby. Yeah. Like, yeah like, uh, like, so a couple I can, trillion dollars yeah, in debt. Yeah, I can feel like I'm a million dollars right now, and I'm worth a million, and that's what my net worth is worth. It's a million dollars, because that's how I feel. I identify as a millionaire. Exactly. <laughs> so... Having we have to have that, but at the same time we have to understand too that people are emotional, and if we're able to bridge that gap of communication to where you can have someone who's cold, that cold in air quotes, uh, that's logical, more like binary, yeah. you know, like black or white, like black. yeah, yeah. bad, yeah. There's only this yeah. my way or the highway, mm-hmm. but then you can have that bridge that gap of like, look, man. Like, I understand what you're saying, yeah. but like you like what you're what you're the facts that you're saying are making sense. Mm-hmm. But I can like, understand how you got to that conclusion. However, this is how like yeah. I'm feeling. And if you have yeah. that gap, that bridged yeah. gap, you're able to then convey those emotions in an instant. I think a good way to like get, connect with those people is like saying, "Hey, I was there. Yeah. You know, like I have gotten to the same conclusion as you were." It's like. I just, I, I read this article, I heard this guy talk, or blah, 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 blah. It's like, this is why I went from where you are to where I am. I'm just trying to convey this bridge that you should walk along to, yep. you know, and, and, and when, um, and if they do it or if they don't, it's their choice. You just gave them the option of knowledge, yeah. you know, it's like, and if they don't, it's like, okay, well, you're a stubborn prick. This conversation is clearly not going to go anywhere. I'm just going to move on with my day. You know, so it's like, and, 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 and if they do the same thing, it's like, okay, well I'm here because I went to where you are and now I'm back because A, B, and C. It's like, oh shit. Okay. Now I better change my fucking views. You know? So it's like, there's a value of, of connecting, of connecting to people, of, of, of connecting bridges of, of knowledge instead of, you know, just getting like digging your heels in and ah, fuck you. I win. Or fuck you, I win. It's like, it, the, the fuck you parts aren't are, are, are just burning bridges instead of connecting people or right. instead of connecting ideas. When you're more concerned with winning. You're not concerned about moving forward. Exactly. Yes, yeah. so you're not concerned. Like I'm not married to my ideas. You know, it's like if you have a better argument than I have, 
I'm joining your fucking team, baby. <laughs> That's one of my... I want to be part of the winning team. Yeah. And the truth prevails, you know? What you're talking about just made me think of... Uh, There's a great uh, great debate that went on. It was between Bill Nye, the motherfucking science guy. Science guy. And so Almost as, has as much fucking uh, credence as Bob Ross. Right? Yeah. Who has, who has, who's, all right, here's a good bar talk. Yeah. Who would you rather take to dinner? Bill Nye the Science Guy or Bob Ross? Bob Ross, one hundred percent. Bob Ross. Like, okay. Bob Ross, I could have I could have a conversation with. Because <laughs> He'd like, probably be fucking stoned out of his mind. Yeah, and I think <laughs> just it would be great. Bill Nye the Science Guy is just like I am not smart enough to have a conversation with him. Hey, here's my tie. It goes around in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> but so he was having this debate with this dipshit creationist. Yeah, thing. I remember this. Yeah, and. I think it's like and, six years back, yeah, six years ago. The last question that the guy asked him, he said, "What would make you change your opinion?" Mm. And Bill Nye was like, "Evidence, evidence, yeah, evidence-based. Mm. Like any any type of evidence will make me change my opinion." And creationist nutbag was like, "Nothing." Well, because he was like, "The Bible is the only thing that I go off of, and yeah. it's, we are two thousand years old." Yada yada yada. Well, the Earth, like dinosaurs and humans, were walking together, hand in foot, hand in you know yeah. paw. And it's like, bro. Like I understand where you're. Like like Bill Nye should should have. I'm trying to put words in Bill Nye's fucking mouth. But this is how I would have approached that. I'm like, okay, sir, this is what you're doing. Is you're starting with a conclusion. The conclusion is the Bible. And you're building your evidence to meet your conclusion. And instead, it needs to be flipped, bitch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he might have said that. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah. But it's seriously... Like, your evidence has to... Your, your, like, your conclusion has to be based on the evidence that got you there. Yeah. Not, hey, the, the, the Bible says God created everything, so therefore I'm going to find the evidence to make sure that the, the, the God created everything. You need to find yeah. facts that prove your evidence rather than evidence. No, you need to find evidence that prove your facts rather than facts that prove your evidence. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's just like that's one thing that wait, I what? just. Hold on. Let's, let's revisit that. So you mean your conclusions to the facts? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. We're on. Yeah. But yeah. So like that's one thing that I think that this uncanny valley thing that it, the awesome aspect of it is that one of them is. That it shows that we are emotional creatures, and right. another awesome that would just like kind of can meld is through the advancement of robotic technology, we can help evolve us as emotional creatures to being able to communicate better. Mm. I, I really think that that's a definite possibility, especially with Elon wanting to put these. Chips in our brains. In Elon, I trust. <laughs> For real, though. You know, all right, complete and total sidebar here. That <laughs> like this whole conversation has been a sidebar. Yeah, that's all it's been. Yeah, just <laughs> just right FYI, yeah. this is how this entire series is going to go. More and more likely, yeah. Uh, but there's a science fiction book about uh, this guy from South Africa who's going... Nelson Mandela. No. The Mandela who, effect. No. Oh, uh, okay. That, that's a fucking great thing <laughs> to talk know, right? about. Yeah. Uh, but that this guy named Elon is going to save oh. the humans on Earth by colonizing Mars, and it was written like in the fifties. And for real? Yeah. yeah. For real? Yeah. 
bro. Bro. Let's stay on the sidebar. Because <laughs> I just saw on Facebook today. Oh, shit. You so you know it's fucking true. <laughs> that in the Library of Congress, there's a book about Trump. About a guy named Trump. Uh-huh. And uh, time traveling to our fucking... Oh, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, time traveling to our uh, our time, whatever, quote unquote, whatever that is, and uh, doing what he does, and blah 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 blah, and <laughs> fuck, I'm gonna, but I, I I I gave this thing like 15 seconds, but it it's super fucking interesting. I'm sitting there like, well, I mean, fuck, maybe you know, like Shit. like if you're a billionaire, right, right, and you have access to time travel, like say like JD Rockefeller, yeah. right. What if they made time... What if time travel... Because if time travel is available today, right? Yeah. Time travel would have been available in 18-whatever. It's just if they'd have been able to just make it. Right. Right? So, like, just like saying, like, hey, gold existed 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, and until, like, the creation of Earth, gold existed. Right. It's a matter of when we found it useful, you know? So, like, same thing would be with time travel. If you're a billionaire in the 1800s, why the fuck not? Right. Wouldn't wouldn't you do that? You know. So I'm sitting here like, eh, really? Maybe. So that's why I only gave it like, however long it took me to read the fucking post. Yeah. But like, I'm sitting here like, there's a lot of a lot of correlations here. You know, there's a lot of coincidences here. It's like there's a lot of like, because I saw like the fucking uh, the the passages in the book and shit. Like, but again, like I, I, the sheer fact that I can't. Uh, recreate it on, on the mic shows how much little little Recall, credence yeah. I get it you know so I'm sitting there like I, I still give myself that 1% of doubt like fuck it you know like we have a reality star president yeah. at least until January 20th six days and uh, and this is like fuck like this could be a simulation like this shit I, I'm surprised we're even here I know like is if anything else would be just like holy shit, but uh, okay. <laughs> like everything that's happened in 2020 is just kind of like we got to the point where we're like, all right, yeah, like oh the government just like oh yeah oh, we have okay. murder hornets yeah we have sure. video of unidentified crafts we don't know who made them yeah that came out in July yeah not crafts not of this earth. Yeah, it's like oh, okay. Yeah. Our government was like, we straight up don't know. Probably- the guy from Israel, yeah. the fucking dude who has one of the biggest credentials in the world yeah. in the fucking like, you have to be a prime minister to get even more credential yeah. than former this fucking guy space out. director. He was like, yeah, yeah, he's the military advisor. Like, like motherfucker was like credentials up the ass, and yeah. he goes and says, hey, uh, we're working with aliens on Mars. Underground bases, like, hey, we we've, we've been doing this since the '60s or whatever the fuck, whenever the fucking new, yeah. new nuclear bombs came out. It's like they're not here to hurt us; they're just here to help us. We don't want to tell people because it would cause mass hysteria. You know, we've already got a bunch of other shit we're dealing with, so we don't want to tell people. I was like, that's pretty fucking reasonable. Yeah, I would believe that. Well, that's one thing. Uh, <laughs> like Men in Black, said yeah, he's like, people are smart, humans are dumb. <laughs> Like, when you get a, put enough of them together, they're going to do stupid shit. Bro, that is the Capitol building. Yeah. Like, like, like QAnon. Like, I, like, this is, like, there's so many fucking examples yeah. of people being dumb, but the human themselves being smart. Right, yeah. You know, it's like, okay. No, the person, a person is smart. Yeah. 
people, people are dumb. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have the mob, menta- mob mentality. Yeah. Think and shit. Yeah. Like you, you, you do, oh, dude, group think is so fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like just that's how lunches happen. Yeah, you know, that's like, how fucking the challenger happens. Tell it off, dude. I'm, I'm like in the middle of that series right yeah, now. Oh my god, it's so oh. goddamn frustrating. To all these people, they knew, they knew it was no dangerous, and they were like, "We need, we want this. We need the publicity. We have all let's, this money." Let's on. bring this to modern context. Okay. I know the Uyghurs are being put in concentration camps in China. I'm not doing anything about it. Like, I'm being open and honest right here on my podcast that I know concentration camps are happening across the world, and I am actively not doing anything about it. I'm going to, what can we do about it? Exactly. So I'm sitting here, it's like, it's not necessarily uh, uh, groupthink, but it's more so it's like, if you know there's an like like when you when you ask somebody like if you knew the Holocaust was happening before your eyes would you do anything about it? And people would be like, Yeah, fuck yeah, I'd go to those concentration camps and shut them down, blah blah blah. It's like, no, you wouldn't. You physically can't. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't go to Europe and shut Auschwitz down. Yeah. You'd get shot on sight. Yeah. I mean that's well, they, they'd round you up and then guess who'd be the next Yeah, you, you, you would be person. on that train with the rest of them. Yeah. Like I've yeah. heard such terrible things mm-hmm. about what is going on in those fucking camps. And it helps you, like, reframe situations, right? Yeah. So it helps you fucking, like, say it's like, the world's just fucked up. You know, like, this is turning into the awful pod, awful start of the podcast. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't even know what the hell I was going to, what point I was going to make with that, but. Uh, group think and how. Oh, uh, like, uh, like, people think that they have their own individual autonomy. Right. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, if a bully said something to me, I'd punch him in the face. Right. It's like, would you though? Yeah. You won't know that until they actually did that. That's one thing that so, I really like about Joe Rogan. Yeah. When he he's talks about people. ruthlessly introspective yeah. on himself. Yeah. yeah. When he's talking about people in confrontation and how people are innately like against it mm-hmm. and like how dangerous it actually is to be in a street fight. Right. It's like, like if there's one person who knows. 100% is like fighters and that's why you don't see a lot of fighters getting into street fights is because they know that they can seriously hurt somebody mm-hmm. and that they can get hurt because it's not a controlled situation you have no idea who's who is going to jump in because you think you're fighting one dude but he could have three or four buddies that you don't know about right. jump right in behind and, you. yeah kick you in the back yeah. of the head when you're not looking mm-hmm. so it's like i hate that like that talk of what, it's a macho man. Kind yeah, of thing. Like, I just kind of like the the going back to the uncanny thing, uncanny valley. It's like how you're kind of making this case for emotions. Mm-hmm. That's also an emotion, you know, like this whole macho man alpha shit. Yeah. So it's like uh, I'm the toughest guy in this room. I'll beat anybody's ass. Will you? Yeah. You know, like are you are you sure? Are you sure about that? You know, how confident are you that you'll beat everybody in this room's ass? Right. You know, and it's like. That's still, that's all that is, just an emotion. So, or a false un, sense of identity. Like, like an whatever unchecked you want to emotion. It. Right, un, un, unchecked emotion. And that's the same kind of thing that's going to be broadcasted uh, via your speech or via, you know, your body language. or right. what, Like, it's going to be communicated some way, somehow. Is that something that we want to be communicated as well? Or is that just, like, an emotion that we should just probably just, like, chop off if right. we could? You know? And it's like, I think, because I've had that emotion before, you know, like, I, I've 100% said, uh, in my head probably, like, that I, if that guy came up to me, I'd punch him in the face. 
Like, what I... What, like, I have this imaginary scenario what would happen. Like, that motherfucker's gonna guard. He's not just gonna, like, hey, here's my face, punch it. Yeah. Like, we have these constant battles. <laughs> yeah. Constantly like, trying to, like I, would, I would slam his face on the fucking, uh... uh <laughs> on the table. On the table. Like, like, he could back up. Yeah. He could put any type of resistance down. And stop you from doing shoot it. Shoot me. Yeah. He could have a knife, uh, you know, fucking uh, yeah. brass knuckles. Exactly. I mean, like, so, there's so many different. Yeah, like, so just, do we want that emotion conveyed is, is, is the question. You know? Well, I think that kind of ties into your thing of the, 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 the becoming more robot like and meeting in the middle and having being bionic creatures. That the whole. How it, this, the system of being, how it's being protected of, like, so I'll say, all right, all right got to call Danny, or I want to send Danny something. Like, I could, it would be instantaneously I can send you, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. And it's not going to be, uh, oh, yeah, uh, I, mom, cats are sick, and I, oh, the car's not working. Like, like there's oh, no, I know you're lying. Yeah, yeah. no, like, it would yeah. just be like, hey, man, I can't go. And then there's, you'll get those uh, emotions of like, I'm going to fucking mess up your shit. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you know that that person is angry with you and you can tell that right then. It'll help us make that gap of all emotion. Right. And when I was, I I should have done a better job of of being that it's an awesome aspect that humans are emotional creatures. It's the good and the bad of those emotions. Because if we are able to look at something... That kind of ties in what you're saying too about the flight or flight too is that aspect of looking at something and like giving that like oh shit like that feeling of unease and repulsion or whatever ties into that how we've evolved into these creatures that can react on our emotions to where we look at something and then we tie into that flight or flight I'm gonna have to fight this I'm I'm gonna have to fight this I'm gonna better be angry about it because I'm gonna fight better if I'm angry or whatever. So, your button, the, thing, the crazy thing about that is your body just automatically doing that. Too. Yeah, it's not you don't have control over whether your parasympathetic system goes off or on. Yeah, it's more so it's happening. Right. You know, like I'd better run the fuck away or I'm punching this guy in the face. It's it's either one or the other, and this is happening. Like right. it's it's happening instantaneously. And, and and unless you're able to like control your emotions or control your own the nature of your own mind, like through via meditation. Which I think should be taught in every single school. Sidebar, yeah. um, but um, it, 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 unless you're able to do that, you're just gonna act on emotion no matter what. Like your body's just gonna go into fucking full full on fight mode or full on flight mode. Right. Like because it knows it, it thinks you're running from a panther. It thinks you're ru- or it, or it thinks you're gonna fight a bear. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't care what the hell's going on in front of you. It's just hey, we better fucking win this fight or we better run the fuck away. Yeah. You know, like, when that kicks on, like, there's no, like, human predictability goes out the window. Right. So, it's like, you better figure it the fuck out. Yeah, and that's something that I think having that that middle ground, that bionic thing, so that bionic chip would help us figure that out. I hope so. And I, I, that'd be the awesome aspect. 100% awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it would be, it would help the other person figure that out, I think. Because, yeah. like, if you're able to convey that to the other person... That, hey, I am not a threat. Like, hey, hey, hey. Like, I understand you're angry, but I also see that you're also hurt because I had this plan. We, we were going blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. hey, you messed up my plans. This is why I'm angry. And 
and then that, and, and instead of saying, hey, fuck you, Mike, for not coming over and doing this, yeah. it could be like, hey, man, like, come on, man, like, I had my whole fucking night planned for this, what the hell happened? It's like, yeah. if it's a legitimate excuse, like, hey, like, Mike had it sick, yeah. like, I'd be like, okay, That's cool. fair. Yeah. Or if, like, hey, I'm feeling lazy, I don't feel like doing this, I'd be like, he's honest about it, yeah. that's cool, like, whatever, I'll just turn on Netflix or some shit, yeah. you know, it's like, I'll just, I'll just revamp my night, you know, yeah. it's like, instead of saying, fuck you, Mike, what the fuck, man, yeah. and then you go, fuck you, Dan, I didn't want to do this in the first place, and then all of a sudden just ramps up. Yeah, it just goes like, from zero to a hundred real quick. If we're able to, like, understand the full spectrum of our emotions, just conveyed all at once, it would, it would solve everything. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that is honestly the epitome of awesome. Yeah, and that also helps. That's just something that I didn't write down and I thought about the first time we were talking about this, but empathy. Mm. I think this helps people, like it kind of, it, it helps define what empathy is in people because there are people who are like on the autism spectrum and stuff who don't, who don't know that. Who can look at a human and know that they're human, but when they see that they're sad or upset or they're angry or they have this like confused feeling, they are unable to read what those people's feelings are. And this is like one of those like awesome, kind of an awful aspect of it, I guess, is that, you know, that there are people out there who don't have this, who can look at a human and not know what emotionally what they're going to be doing. But that kind of brings them, ties into that awesome aspect of having all those emotions being able to convey at once. We have a chip that could be a, saying a corrective measure saying is that it's like saying that they're broken when they're not broken they're just different just different yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it'll give them the option to be able to know what somebody's thinking and feeling mm. and if so, could, that could help communicate to, I mean Dan this isn't just for people like the, for normal quote unquote normal people this is for people who are autism yeah. on the spectrum the or spectrum, deaf yeah. who are uh, blind who are uh, mentally handicapped who I mean the possibilities of having a chip in our brains that can help us communicate on an instantaneous level that would allow uh, the, the our, us to convey our thoughts and feelings emotions what our messages in a clear concise way that another person can understand would revolutionize Everything. Everything. I, I mean, yeah. just every single aspect of life would completely change. It, it would disrupt and improve everything. Yeah. Like, there'd be zero... There, I mean, the, I don't know an awful aspect of that situation. I, You know, if we thought about it long enough, I'm pretty sure we could come up with some. Well, one fun thing that I was thinking of, uh, intrusiveness. Like, so let's say I want to just fuck with you and I can just send you like bestiality porn constantly <laughs> like i mean that's kind of like it's, what the fuck is going it, on like why am i seeing this well, you I'm know opening this text message yeah, like but i mean like it, then like he's talking about it like the, for those who don't know elon musk went on joe, joe rogan podcast and talked about this and that having instantaneous like, instantaneous communication but like one thing he didn't talk about like is like how do we stop things from happening like if i like let's say you have a girlfriend and you how do you a, stop the psychopath? Yeah, how do you have a really bad breakup, and then all of a sudden this psycho, or this psycho woman or man, whoever it is, starts instantaneously sending you 
horrible images. That's when you have laws and regulations. You know, okay, like, so, I mean, it's, so you could be able to change. Like, yeah, so. yeah, because not only will it disrupt and improve everything, it will also disrupt and improve our, our laws and regulations. Okay. You know, so it's like, hey, here's the current platform we have dealing with, you know, breakups or human interactions right. or blah blah harassment in general, right? Um, this is how we deal with it, and this is what we're going uh, going to do if such and such happens. You right. know, I'm like here's how we will stop this. I mean, ult- like, what would be the ultimate punishment in that kind of world? Take that chip out. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're a fucking nomad. You're you are cast out of the group, and you are on your own. Yeah. So you better you better fucking not be malicious. Yeah. You better fucking not do that shit. Yeah. Well, then the other oh, like awful thing is that too that the elite illegality of it. Like the dark web, so who like get, who gets to, who gets to choose what's illegal and not. not. But not just that. So like we created the internet. Like how long do you think it was oh, before they shit. were selling illegal shit on the internet? Yeah, like the day next day. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> so like we have this instantaneous communication. All yeah. of a sudden, there's a lot of pedophiles who are really happy. <sighs> Fuck you, ain't kidding. Yeah, this is going down in dark, bro. This is right. supposed to be the awesome part. Right. Uh, anyways, let's 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 pivot. Yeah. <laughs> pivot. Just pivot. Pivot. Uh, Friends is a terrible show, by the way. It is. It's not good. Have you seen... Watch it without the laugh track. Have you seen the YouTube channel Screen Rant? They have a series of videos called Pitch Meetings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. I love that guy. They are Ryan George. Ryan, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is so goddamn funny. That sounds... uh, (laughs) He did a pitch meeting for Friends. Yeah. He was like... They're just awful people. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, it is so just completely and totally spot on. Like, every, every, every one single of, one of them, he just, just calls them out and it's just like, oh, yeah. perfect. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Friends, be- I loved Friends growing up. I watched every single episode. I've seen all ten seasons at least twice because... Once I got, like I grew it's gonna up, it's gonna be with super easy, barely an inconvenience, yeah. right? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's gonna be hard for them to overcome, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. No, actually, it's gonna be super easy, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and it's such an easy concept to do, it's like yeah. just him just doing his lines and then like just cutting it back and forth. That's that's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> okay. oh. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I love it when he does that. Oh, uh, dude. I've seriously, I've spent hours watching them all. Yeah. And then I'll be like, I'll come across like, oh, have I watched this one? Like, no, I know I've watched them all. I've seen every single one right. of them. And then like, I don't know if I really remember this one. So I'll watch it again. And I'll they be just like, start busting out I'm admitted into it. I'm like, oh yeah, I've already seen this. Well, I've already started it, so I might as well finish it. <laughs> I've watched all the Marvel movie ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're so great. <laughs> dude, did you ever watch Game of Thrones? Never did. Okay, then you won't yeah. appreciate. I mean, you can watch the eighth, the he did a season eight one, five, yeah. and it is so goddamn therapeutic and cathartic that like it, it was because it, season eight was such a goddamn travesty. I to heard the, that man. Like it, I saw this shit on Facebook again, like yeah. uh, about how uh, Game of Thrones was the only thing anybody was ever talking about forever for seven seasons. Yeah, and then this eighth season came out, and all of a sudden. The cultural landscape absolutely shifted. Yeah. Like, just done. Nobody cares about Game of Thrones yeah. anymore because of how bad this season was. Yeah. 
And it's like, holy shit. That must have been really, really, really fucking bad. Bro, <laughs> they took three seasons worth of story, uh, of ideas, and crammed it into eight episodes. Oof. That were like an hour Oof. and ten minutes long at most. And Jesus. it was so rushed. It was so uh, poorly written. Because they wanted to be done with it. Because they got a fat check cat cut from Netflix. And really, yeah. Now they're gonna do. They're doing something for Netflix, but oh. they haven't done anything because everything. Because cool. oh, yeah. no, because Game of Thrones was so shitty. Like all of their projects are being canceled. No one wants to work with them <laughs> because they are so goddamn. Awesome. That's how, that's you. That's putting another layer as to how yeah. bad that season was. Yeah, dude. Uh, it seriously. Like that fucking drawing of a horse, like the back end is fucking awesome, yeah. and then like, oh, no, it's the smiley face. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, it, dude, it seriously was so insulting. Like, I mean, that's like, Damn. like you spend years. Like, I'm offended how bad this yeah, is. You spend years watching this show, you, every Sunday, like, you change, you alter your life around this. Mm -hmm. Be like, bro, you want to come over and hang out on Sunday night? When? Like between like eight and like between eight o'clock and doing like late later. Yeah. No, I can't. Why? Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like I have to watch it live. Yep. Like and that it's that's going on with me in The Walking Dead. Like yeah, in the same same couple here. seasons. Oh, dude, same yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So like it changed the like you said it changed the whole landscape yeah. of what was being talked about, what people were doing, and, and they completely and utterly destroyed it. Yeah. And they wow. just took a complete wow, shit. Wow! 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 wow, wow, wow. <laughs> But that pitch meeting was so goddamn therapeutic because <laughs> the producer guy, because the all right, so the screenwriter guy was like, you know, I just there's just not enough time, and producer guy's like, would you like more time? Because we could give you more time. No, there's just not enough time. I have to get this done in one season. But you don't. You can have all the seasons that you want. Nope, there's just no more time. And it's just, <laughs> oh my god, it just was like, it is every thought feeling, emotion that you had about it, he like he just gets nails it. he just nails yeah. it and it's like, oh my God, that's exactly how that meeting went. <laughs> like because HBO was like that. I mean they came out and said, look, we'll we'll do fucking thirty seasons of this show. Yeah. We it's it's a fucking like, money yeah, it's uh, making money, money hand yeah. over fist. Yeah. And we don't care. Let's let's do let's roll. Yeah. Like let's get this done. Let's however you guys want it, well, it is your job. But they had been working on it for eight years. They wanted to do something else, and they got a fat check. I can from, see burnout. Just take a season off, right? Just, like take a year off, and then yeah. do this right. Dude, bro, they did. Oh, <laughs> they fucking did. Oh, <laughs> that's just how little of a Game of Thrones guy I was. Yeah. Uh, like it's gotten to the point, bro, that like you know, when I asked you, hey, did you watch Game of Thrones, and you went no. That I didn't automatically go, you should really watch it because it's a good show. No, because season eight ruins it all. <laughs> That's how I feel about Dexter, actually. Yeah. Oh, dude, uh, I fucking love Dexter. Yeah, I loved it all until the last two seasons. They're coming out with a mini a mini series. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm not with, gonna watch it because of how bad the last two seasons. Dude, I want to watch <laughs> it to see if they correct it. Uh, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Anyways, back to Uncanny Valley. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of did a long sidebar. Oh, right? bro, this goes off in so many tangents. So many I love tangents. it. Well, you know, I mean, that's one thing I kind of wanted to set do with this podcast is uh, we talk about some awesome stuff, and we're going to talk about some awful stuff here, 
and it's going to be in our next episode. So oh, stay yeah. tuned to find out. Hell yeah. But we're on, we're just we're not going to stick to a script because that comes off like that. Yeah, you can tell if the shit's real. Yeah, like, like yeah, it just it, yeah. it sucks. Yeah, it's like it's it feels inauthentic. Yeah, you know, like and us yeah. sitting here bullshit. This is how conversations happen. Yeah, this is how, uh, and we're not doing it for the fame. We're not doing it for the fucking like. If some sort of money comes out of this, we're not doing it. We're just doing it because we fucking like talking to each other. Yeah, and yeah. I think, and I, I think this is a super interesting concept for for a show. Yeah, and not just that, but I mean, it's also like I love learning. Yeah, and right, yeah. so it's like that's like that's the core competency. Yeah, like yeah. I like we come up with the next like next week's idea is going to be Dan's idea. Yeah, and I have a good one. And I'm going to spend a week researching yeah. it and watching videos. I won't do any more research than I already do on this because it's such a fucking good one. But we're going to announce it on the next episode of the awful part of the box. Uh, oh. So, um, well, I mean, what is our uh, timeline at here? We are at exactly almost an hour. So this is what, we can only take these, make these uh, an hour long. So. Well, let's say that's a good end for it yeah. then. And we can that's take a, a short break it. and then... Uh, yeah, I got to pee. Yeah, all right. And take another shot and get real drunk for this awful ass. Like, I've got some real dark shit to talk about. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's going to get super dark. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, stay tuned, buddy. Yep. Yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Okay, bye. Bye.